Hello and welcome to the 66th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark and with me as always, the egg to my McMuffin, Brandon Gross. Did you feel good about that intro? Just curious. No, no mm. reason in particular. <laughs> Uh, I just want to say that that was absolutely the first take of the intro, and if it feels like it might have been the second one because both of us forgot what I say at the top of the show, that's <laughs> simply not true. That's simply not true at all. Uh, it's not turnkey for us yet. It's episode 66, but uh, we're still figuring it out, you know? We're still, Listen, we yeah. still got the gears turning. We're still trying to figure out what a podcast is. We're not perfect. I, it may be, you said this is the 66th time doing it, but that's not true. I know that it slowly evolved into the intro that it is now. True. Um, I would love to go back and find the first episode where we said like the proper intro that ended up sticking in like the, the blank to my blank. You know what I'm saying? Right. The, the prequel. The, uh, yeah. the, the, uh, the, the Clone Wars. Is that the early? I don't know anything about Star Wars. <laughs> the Phantom Menace. The of Phantom our Menace. That's what I was trying to say. Excuse uh, me. A- Attack of the Clones was what you were looking for. Okay. The Clone Wars is a, is an animated series. Well, we won't get into it, Brandon. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I I'm curious. Also, fans don't go back and listen to old episodes because I'm pretty sure the audio quality is garbage. Garbage, just like. Phantom Menace. Hmm? Hey, hey, full circle, baby. I'm about to, uh, there's this uh, good group of friends of mine, or yeah, good, a, friend, a group of good friends of mine. Uh, there's four of us, and we've been going back and rewatching uh, classic sci-fi or fantasy stuff, and we did all of the Lord of the Rings. I think I talked about it on the podcast yes. previously. Yeah. Watched all the Lord of the Rings, and now we're about to start doing the Star Wars movies wow. this, this weekend. Um, and we're starting with the Phantom Menace, so it's very timely. So you're going in order. Up. We're going in, yes, chronological order of Star Wars. Are you doing anything, uh, anything that's on the, the, the tertiary ones, the rogue, the rogue one ones? Good question. I think we said we would, but that is a daunting task because there are already nine movies in just the Skywalker saga. So like I, I try to watch solo three separate times now and I've turned it off and or fallen asleep in the, in it all three times. I just think I'm never going to watch that one. So that's fine with me. Also, it's it feels like the most Disney fied of those new Star Wars movies where it's just like it's just like watching a Marvel movie with Star Wars characters in it. I don't know. It just kind of yeah. rubbed me the wrong way. It lost a lot of the magic that's uh, that I feel like Star Wars has. Yeah, I I can't speak for it to be honest with you. I I did not. I saw. I think the I saw the Last Jedi and then okay. I was out. I didn't see any of the secondary ones. I didn't see any of the spinoffs. I haven't seen any of the shows. You should see Rogue One. Rogue One is a genuinely good Star Wars movie. I've All heard, of the yeah. rest of them. I liked Last Jedi. I know that's a controversial take. I know it's a very polarizing uh, movie, but I uh, I liked Last Jedi. The Rise of Skywalker, I think, is the last of the the latest ones with Daisy Ridley in it. That was an abomination. <laughs> no, a, okay. The really awful one, so stay away from that. Um, yeah, dude. Are you excited for Phase 6 of the Marvel? <laughs> phase 6 is rolling Phase 5? I don't know. Which no comment. Is. No comment. No comment. Okay. Is, um, uh, although we, I don't know if you saw our, I mean, you know this obviously, but I don't know if you saw our Twitter, but we did, we had some talks with Kevin Feige. Yes, I know. I'm excited for our, our podcast to be rolled out as in the MCU. I can't wait to yes, see what's going on. We're in the MCU, the NL Feast and the Multiverse of, of uh, Bad Baseball Opinions. <laughs> if you could, if you could be any superhero, who would it be? Um, any superhero. 
Batman because he's rich. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, if we're looking from a practicality standpoint, pick the billionaire. Because he's a one percenter. Yeah, he's a point one percenter, almost certainly. He's like the playboy of all of Manhattan is what he's depicted as. So, like, you have to imagine he's rolling in the dough. I was always a Spider-Man and Batman kid growing up. Yeah, sure. Um, I very famously used to wear my Batman, like, Halloween costume out to run errands with my mom. You know, the classic, uh, Mm -hmm. the classic little kid move. Uh, so I would probably pick Spider-Man or Batman either. I don't have to leave, or I guess Gotham is a combination of Chicago and New York city, but, uh, I, I wouldn't have to leave my, my home city right now, which would be nice if I, if I get attributed to either of those superheroes. I, I realize I messed up. I should have said Spider-Man cause Spider-Man noted Mets fan. Wow. That's a great point. A Queens guy. Queens yeah. guy. There's a the famous guy. comic book of him sitting there with a Mets hat on, right? That's true. Yeah. There's, there's some, you should have picked Spider-Man. Also, I don't know. I'm not. Miranda, my girlfriend, my lovely girlfriend, loves the Marvel movies, but for me, they're just, you know, they're fine. I, I'll watch them. I was going through the list the other day because I was like, I really don't think I've seen that many, and I've seen a shocking amount of them. Just really? like by existing and like being a fan of movies, going to the theater, I've seen like over half of them. I think the last one, I, I think I saw the Thor Ragnarok. That was a work-based thing. Um, I mean, you you know, I used to, I used to, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm giving a little personal information. I used to, <laughs> I used to work the, uh, the red carpet premieres for those Marvel mm-hmm. movies. You remember this, yeah, right? Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, my favorite moment, and I think I told this on the podcast. I must have. There's no way I didn't. Was, well, but we have new listeners now, so just inform okay, them. Okay, well, at Thor, Thor Ragnarok, I was working the premiere because I worked for a company that did marketing and worked with Disney publicity, whatever. And uh, on the red carpet was one Mr. Tim Tebow. Whoa, that's right. I forgot about this And story. at the time, he was a Mets minor leaguer. Uh huh. Not well liked, but a Mets minor leaguer, not a good ball player. And I looked at him and I go, and I never talked to the celebrities. I saw Scarlett Johansson. I saw Chris Evans. I saw Chris yeah, Hemsworth. Never right said a word. It's not that's professional. Right I can't do that. But I see Tim Tebow. And Tim Tebow, I go, hey, let's go Mets. And he turns around and he goes, let's go Mets. Wow, that's it. He just gives you a let's go Mets and then he just like disappeared. And he disappeared from baseball, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, when, I, when I was playing MLB The Show pretty religiously last year, they released a Tim Tebow minor league card. Religiously? Right? The, Tim Tebow? Yeah, yeah, religious, yeah, he had like a little uh, halo over his head. It was very fun. Uh, and he was one of like the, the early early game silver cards that ha- had a little bit of hitting uh, That's uh, hitting prowess. So he, he got some run on my team at the very beginning of last year's MLB The Show, which I picked up last night for the first time in maybe four months the baseball game and will be the show i picked it up did you find that you were excited about baseball at the beginning of the season so you're playing it more and then as the marlins sort of fizzled a little bit <laughs> your your love of playing and will be the show fizzled you think it, it's a correlation i definitely and this is this can be uh this can be something that happens with me with every sport I get very excited as it as it rapidly approaches and with and they release these games strategically a week or two before the season starts and you just want to get scratch that that baseball football basketball itch. So yeah, I did <laughs> I do play a lot of it at the very beginning of the season and they do these they do these fun little cards called Tops Now cards where if you complete uh, missions or moments or as they're called, uh, you can get cards that are representative of current players that performed well in the month or the week, um, which is nice. So that's that's kind of helps me keep up with it at the very beginning. But yeah, I mean, we'll get into the Marlins season. Fizzled is a is a nice way to to put it. I would argue that there is no spark to fizzle out <laughs> for the entirety of the season so far. But I, I appreciate you even giving us a fizzle. You had a, there was a spark. There was a there, there was a light in the room over. You know. 
There was. There was a moment, and and it ended pretty much when Jazz Chisholm got injured. But yes, um, Brandon, we're we're still we're about ten minutes into our intro. What what's been going on with you, dude? You got any life updates for me? Any exciting I'll keep stories? Keep it brief. From last week? I I'm free from my from my COVID quarantine. I went Thank outside God. this weekend, but most importantly, I had softball. I was back on the softball field. Let's the go. playoffs. It was the playoffs mm-hmm. to lead us into the championship, and baby, we won. We're in the championship game. Congratulations! Look at that. Look how far That's we've come. Huge. Huh? I know. Good for you. How'd you How'd you play personally? Did you perform well? You, I was. I hadn't played because I was traveling and and I had COVID. So I hadn't played in a bit. Not great. Was out front okay. a little bit. Hit two ground balls to shortstop. Um, in the outfield, I was playing left field. Didn't get any fly balls to me. I, there was a ball that slipped through the infield. That was. Um, I was playing left field. Um, and in this league, there can be a left center fielder. There's four outfielders. Yeah. Um, so I did a little dive to my left, you know, it was a little out of my reach and I got it. Wow. Nice on the ground, you know, it wasn't in the air, but, uh, I threw it and I was like, that felt good. And then I realized a friend of ours who was playing left center, I realized he was right behind me. So I didn't need a dive at all. He could have just scooped it up. <laughs> he would have just backed you up. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you guys are playing fundamental baseball, softball. It sounds like if you're backing each other up in the outfield, what the hell's going on over there? Uh, the defense has been pretty good. And also it's a Cinderella story because our star, player who she was a, a d1 college oh, softball yeah. player she's out with an injury oh our, no our other star female player is on a film set she's working so we're we're thin but you know we're making do we're, we're making crisp crisp plays on defense we're not letting runs score our offense is okay but it's, it's getting the job done it's backed up by good defense it sounds like exactly it sounds like you're the the 2021 braves oh, you get your star okay. player injured you start okay. to make a run. You make it to the championship unexpectedly. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We got to add some boppers. It. We got to add some some necklaces. We got to add yeah. some uh, Brian Snicker. We got to get you a, a Jorge Soler like game ceiling home run in the in the championship game. What do you think oh, of that? Yeah. A, I, a need nice a, I need to I need to learn how to. I need a launch angle. I need to learn yeah. how to hit in the air first. <laughs> we got to get your EV up, dude. Your exit velocity has been, <laughs> has been a little. It's low been lately. low. It's been low. How are you doing? Anything new going on with you? I'm good. No, it's been a pretty uneventful week. I've been keeping up with the boxing classes, which has been fun. I, I'm getting my my ass absolutely kicked every time I leave. I've probably gone five or six times now. It feels as though I dunked my shirt into a pool. Wow! Like it is just. Do you feel like your kicking. endurance is higher though now that you've gone a few times? Yes, I, I'm definitely getting the hang of it a little bit more. I definitely have like a my stamina is being built up. My cardio is improving. Um, it's still brutal. It's still it still sucks, and they like, which I guess is why I, I it's why you go to fitness classes because I don't have the motivation to encourage myself. To sure, get you need to get yelled at. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I gotta be. I gotta have like I don't want to be embarrassed. You know, I don't want to be the sure. guy that's just like laying on the floor when everybody else is doing pushups or whatever. Yeah. Um. So so in that aspect, it's been very helpful. But yeah, dude, it's been fun. Um, trying to think what else. It's been a pretty uneventful week. All of our uh oh, I cat sit this weekend. That's what I did. I cat um. Sit. Yeah, the honestly, the two two the two couples that I normally watch these Star Wars movies with or Lord of the Rings movies with, both of them went out of town. So I was I was cat sitting. I was going all around Manhattan and Brooklyn and, and, and watching some cats. Uh, but everybody was out of town this weekend, so I didn't really do anything. Wow! Oh, I saw Book of Mormon. I guess that's exciting. Oh, I've always yeah. wanted to see that. Did you enjoy it? Your first time? I had a great time. We had Miranda and I finally won the Broadway ticket lottery. So mm. we we got like seventh row tickets for forty five bucks a pop. Uh, wow. And we went Sunday night. We got some Los Tacos number one, one of the one of the better tacos. Uh, I guess it's not a stand; it's a it's a restaurant, but it's very fast casual. Um, but it's some of the best tacos in New York, the closest you can get to you know West Coast West Coast tacos. Um, 
and then went to the went to the theater had a great time uh got a diet coke so we could get a souvenir cup and <laughs> we're it was an interesting crowd because book of Mormon i think is probably the most uh approachable of all of the broadway musicals for people who may not be sure. either you know like yeah. a huge musical or broadway fan um so the audience was pretty uh was pretty diverse between people who seem as though they regularly attend broadway shows and like this is not this is not something I made up. Dudes in cargo shorts with bad Cartman tattoos on their leg, like it's oh, it's it was, Trey Parker and Matt yeah, Stone. Yeah, I know. So there's a lot of the South Park fans that were there. There was this humongous. Uh, I'm I was enamored with this man, but he was this guy in front of me, and he was humongous. Like not like like noticeably overweight, just like a large, thick man. Yeah. And he was guzzling beer out of these fucking plastic uh, souvenir cups, watching the show, laughing, just like big Southern, like destined Florida tourist energy was really, was really a, a, a sight to see. Uh, but we had a great time. Yeah. Um, we're now signing up for every possible Broadway musical lottery ticket that we can get. Cause why not? You know what I mean? Like we're here. Uh, we should be taking advantage of this as much as we can. So it was a great time. Sam, or is your name Andrew Lloyd Webber? Wow, yeah. Are you a comedy bang bang guy? You're not, are you? Uh, I've never really, no, I've never really listened. Paul F. Tompkins does a phenomenal Andrew Lloyd Webber character. That's really funny. Really? I think I you'd listen. enjoy it. I think you'd enjoy it. I'll send you some apps. I'll send you send some me, apps. Send me the apps. Are you a podcast listener outside of our own show that you listen to religiously every week? Um, I, I think... Uh, I like Mark Maron. I like Conan's podcast. I like okay, a lot nice. of the big comedy ones, but I mm-hmm. I don't do improv podcasts. I don't do sketch podcasts. No history podcasts. Okay, all right. Um, uh, I I do baseball podcasts. Yeah, yeah. So do I. I, I do a lot of sports formed, podcasts. Yeah. Um, a lot of sports podcasts for me right now. A lot of NFL content as the NFL season starts ramping up. Um, and then yeah, I, Doughboys obviously, which I talk about with regularity, is is my favorite comedy show. Uh, it's very blue, but it really cracks me up. Uh, and then yeah, comedy bang bangs regular. I've been listening. Maybe you like it. I I was checking out this new podcast. Fuck, what was it called? Um, NLP. And it's the Dollop. It's called the Dollop. They're part of All Things Comedy, so you yes. might know them. Yes. Yeah, they're they're they do a bunch of really good like history slash you know mm-hmm. um, uh, American political historical stuff that's really interesting to me. Um, so yeah, check out the dollop branded on your old on your old uh, ATC podcast. Don't blow up my shit, man. I've revealed too much of my of my personal <laughs> life on here. They're gonna find you on LinkedIn. No, and kill me and kill you. All right. Well, wait. You got anything else? You look like you wanted to say one more thing. I'm excited for baseball, man. Let's talk about it, Brandon. We got a lot of stuff coming up on the show. The Mets sweep the Yankees in two games set at City Field this week. Braves drop a series to the Phillies. Marlins injuries pile up. Is selling intimate? Intimate. Selling infinite. <laughs> selling is intimate, and also it's imminent. Uh, and then we got our regular segments: Feast or Famine, Degrama of the Week, Feast Fan Questions, Upcoming Schedule. But Brandon, as we do, we gotta roll some ads beforehand. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org, not .com, not .gov, you know, .org. Or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. Spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back. 
Brandon, you must be elated to talk about this. The Mets took two of two games against the Yankees while uh, while knocking it around at City Field. Edwin Diaz is on fire. Daniel Vogelbach is hauling ass around second. Uh, Pete Alonso is going yard. The Mets are everything fell into place for them this week. How are you feeling as a Mets fan? It's always good to win the Subway Series. It's funny because when we recorded last week, it's like the offense. You know, it was after the All Star break, but like the first couple games against San Diego, offense was dormant. Nothing was going on. They snagged Vogelbach as a, as a left-handed uh, DH. Um, exciting, you know, not the flashy move that Mets fans wanted, but an improvement over Dom Smith um, and J.D. Davis to, to an extent, even though he's not really taking J.D.'s role as much as Dom's. Um, and an exciting player, and he made he made his presence known. But yeah, the Mets seemed to pick up the offense in, on Sunday against the Padres and Joe Musgrove. Who would have thought that, this, that the, uh, the guy who's a Cy Young contender would, uh, would yeah, wake up the Mets' offense? You, yeah, but, uh, exactly. But yeah, it happened, and then obviously the Yankees series is scary because how many teams have the Mets played of the Yankees stature? Probably Dodgers, Astros, and and them. Yeah, um, about, well, and yeah. the Marlins, yeah. and the Marlins, yeah. yeah. Well, when the spark was there, <laughs> well, the pre pre spark, yeah. pre spark. Um, but yeah, Mets pitching also looked great. I mean, they held the Yankees to zero uh, and fifteen with runners in scoring position in the series, which is nuts with that lineup. I know Stanton was out, but still, yeah. totally insane. Dude, Scherzer was on fire last on night. On his like, birthday? On, his, on birthday? his birthday? He's like low and away sliders. He was getting judged left and right with them. Like he was really just It's funny because he was giving up a lot of contact, but it, it all the found glove, man. All the yeah. found glove. That's all that matters. The Babip was low. Brandon, the Babip as the, as was the low. Say. <laughs> um, but yeah, Marte, Lindor, and Pete were really like the turning point because they, they uh, were seven, seven for 11, the three of them, in uh, game one, six to three victory against mm-hmm. the Yankees. And they also had a few hits in, in game two as well, uh, Pete with a homer. So refreshing. And obviously the Mets live and die by the offense right now because it seems like the pitching, yeah. barring any injuries, and it uh, seems like the pitching you know, is going to hold up regardless of who's who's pitching. So they just need to have some consistency in the offense. And, uh, yeah, feels good. Diaz also, uh, he got the the four-out save, four Ks in, in yeah, game dude. one. He's um, been on fire. I mean, the Mets fans have to be elated. What a turnaround Edwin Diaz has had. It seems like you feel better about the trade every day, huh? Yeah, honestly. I mean, because Jared Kelnick, and I hope he makes a comeback for the Yeah, Mariners, no, but he's I, been a little – he's left yeah. a little to be desired, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. So – um, no, I honestly, good trade. I mean, the Mets still have the Cano money, but Cano's also getting paid to to butcher the the Braves' defense and at second base. So, uh, no, the Diaz trade looks phenomenal, and he's also making like professional hitters look absolutely silly right now. Like he was all un- of the time. He was unfazed. He also in game one, I'm sure you saw he had that weird error where like the ball slipped out of his hand trying to yeah. turn a double play, which mm-hmm. 2019 Diaz that probably would have that shakes him. That, that probably would have uh, shaken him, shook Shake, him. Yeah, I'm shook. Sh- he's getting shook. He's like Jack Black, or not Jack Black, Jack White. Jack <laughs> White. I mixed my jacks up. We're struggling today. <laughs> Listen, we never advertise as being like a a, a good podcast, so it's it, we're allowed to make flubs, Brandon. It's on brand. I did have so, uh, a friend of mine who complimented us on the podcast. I told you about this. She said, Shouts you guys, out. she's like, you guys just record straight through. I'm like, yeah. She's like, that's impressive. And I was like, well, Sam edits, you know, occasionally. 
if we say yeah, something when, inappropriate, he'll yeah. When Brandon it. starts going off on his slur rants, we have to cut that out. <laughs> oh my slur rants, you know, <laughs> Brandon, you just yeah, you just like go into Tourette's mode and just say every slur that mm-hmm. comes to you. Listen head. to my I other would... podcast, by the way, slur rants. <laughs> Brandon's doing really well in the alt right comedy podcast factor. Honestly, doing... we'd probably crush. We probably well, crush. That seems to be the ticket to making a lot of money now. If you're a comedian and you're struggling, is to just turn into hard right conservative politics and then. Complain we, about woke people. We could be, dead. um, we could be an an American League podcast, and we call ourselves all all AL right. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll we'll take that to the drawing board. But it's a good, it, we'll it's a good it. jumping off point. It's if we want to change who we are as humans, you know, we'll consider. I have it. a question for you. So Edwin Diaz's walk up music has been getting a lot of attention recently. Timmy trumpets, how, yeah, yeah, because of how great it is and how like there's been. A, I know you're not on TikTok, but there's a lot of baseball TikTok is mm-hmm. making fun of the Yankees fans for hearing that music in their nightmares. I did see this. So yes. I started thinking about what would your or my in this situation, my walk up music be. Uh, if I were a closer, like the, it's got to be a little intimidating, but it's got to be what a little your, audience. Did you engaging. come up with a decision? I came up with one. It's a little embarrassing, and I don't know if it qualifies for intimidating. But I think the intro would do enough heavy lifting that it would it would it would be good. Are you familiar with "Downfall of Us All" by A Day to Remember? I don't think so. Maybe da 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 da. Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so that everybody's cheering that out, and then when the drop comes, you come out of the bullpen, you start jogging in, and it's like chugging guitars, and everybody's been yeah singing along. That was a good one that I had. I don't know if there's any. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but if there's anything that comes to your brain right away, oh, that's tough. I it's funny because I feel like it would have to be music that I don't necessarily like normally. Yeah, you know, I can't play Wilco going in. (laughs) No Fleet Foxes. Yeah, I can't do that, man. Although that would be kind of funny. Yeah, you get, like your little folk music. Going. That would be kind of funny, actually. Uh, I feel like it might work if you're if you're like the Mariners closer. But um, True. to get hyped, oh, you know, would be um, you know, would be a funny one. Would be do you know that song Hocus Pocus by Focus? <laughs> they do the song. That's Shut like, up! You made that up. <laughs> no, that's real, dude. They're like Hocus a, Pocus. Focus. They're a one hit wonder. Words. Well, okay. one hit wonder from the seventies is like Dutch, and you know it because they played it for a lot of things it goes mm-hmm. and the guy plays the flute but it's also metal oh interesting yes. what was uh, also it uh, okay i'll have to look it up i'm trying to i think like because obvious obviously mariana rivera's got the most infamous one or famous one not infamous infamous if you're you know not a yankee fan um with the enter sandman so that's and i and that does like have an intimidation factor to it so i do feel like there needs to be some sort of because like you want your closer to be you know, like tough as nails. And so I think that the music has to represent that a little bit as well, Ooh. which is what Led Zeppelin when the levee breaks would be a good. One. Oh, that's a great one. You know, what was fun was I was the Marlins and Reds played this week and I was, and I, and I didn't realize this until I watched, but Joey Votto's walkout song is Jolene right now. Oh, that's funny. That's Isn't good. that fun? Yeah. Like that's that. like that's a, a nice, like an unexpected, but a great song. So, you know, it's kind of cute. And I, I may have mentioned this when I went to see the Mets in Denver. I liked the Charlie Blackman uh, outfield, your love thing. I like that too. I it's also fun. adore that song. That that great whole song. album is honestly really great. I don't know if you really to a that full album. outfield album. But, okay, but like the power pop, it's it's a one. There were definitely a one album wonder, but the power pop hits. Sure. It's like kind of cars adjacent. It's really nice. Yeah, okay. I think you. I think you like it. Also, checking in on Jared Kellenick. What do you think his OPS plus is? He's only had eighty six at bats. I think so he's been in the minors. I think right. Yeah, he is now. Yeah, he is now. But this is his, his OPS plus career or this season. This is this season, or we can do career. Career is better. Than oh this my season, god. But. Dude, I don't know. Is it like 37? It's This year, it's 46. Career, negative two war, 
with 423 at-bats. That's not a small amount of at-bats. Um, yeah, with a 66 OPS plus total, 594 OPS. Wow, he's hitting like he's fucking uh, Avisail Garcia, dude. This is interesting, except he makes a lot less money than Avi does, so. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I wish that man the best. I hope Jared Kelnick can figure it out, you know? Got a goofy little face, too. He's a cute little boy. Yeah. Yeah, just like an All-American guy, you know what yeah. I mean? Speaking of All-American, uh, J.J. Blade got called up. We'll talk about that later, but that dude has got like a, a classic white boy baseball player face. It's, it's kind of Yeah, like he, was, he was made in it will be the show, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's Brian Anderson's twin, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, all right, Brandon. We, I, guess, I guess we didn't really talk about the Mets that much, but we, we talked about uh, Mets-related stuff. All I have to say to the Mets is, what do you think, as an outside, someone that's not necessarily deep in the Mets Twitter the mm-hmm. Mets got Vogel back as like the yeah. lefty DH. The Mets need bullpen help. Drew Smith went on on the IL today, but what, aside from bullpen help, which is almost guaranteed, offensively, who do you think the Mets are going to pick up? Gun to, think, gun to your head, who would you think? So I would have said probably maybe they would have gunned for Josh Bell before they got Vogelbach, but mm-hmm. Josh Bell, I guess, is a better defensive player, obviously, than Vogelbach is. I don't know. I feel like you need another starter, right? Like you, you're that fifth starting position. Would you get like a Luis Castillo? Well, you're, forget, like... you're forgetting Degrom, though. Oh, Degrom comes back here. Yeah. Right. So I so think offensively, because the... I, I think it seems like the Mets are, would look to replace JD Davis, who's like technically the right-handed mm. DH right now to compliment Vogelbach. Okay. Yeah. So you'd need that right-handed bat. Um, I don't know who's available. Who's out there? I'm trying to think. Would be like would a Garrett Cooper go <laughs> come up for the Mets? I would love Cooper, but I he's on the IL right now, right? Yeah, um, he's coming back. He'll be I, th- back I mean, Mancini probably makes the most sense. So the Mets mm. can mix and match a bit. He can play a little outfield. Has it uh, been weird? Is this whole thing with like guys acting like they're guaranteed to get traded? Like Mancini this seems, had that whole. Doesn't this seem a little more? It seems different than other. It seems years exaggerated past. this year than previous years, right? Like William Contreras yes. is like hugging and crying in the dugout, and Mancini is like and Ian Happ, yeah. Shit. Yeah, and Ian yeah. Happ and like Pablo Lopez had that weird hug with Mel Stoudemire Jr. Like, yes, I mean it's like I I guess they always know, and especially now with the presence of Twitter, it's like they can't not media, see yeah. that. I'm sure their friends and family are sending them the tweets. Shit you know all what I mean? Time. Yeah, 100. percent You're right. Yeah, but weird. Just felt felt weird this week. It to feels see all these weird. Guys. I guess it's like why pretend we all know what's going on? You mm-hmm. know. And also, why are we selling Mancini? The the Baltimore Orioles have been like the joy of the of the baseball. I know, season right? I mean, year. I like, know he's a free agent, and I guess their plan is not to sign him. But also, it's like, why, dude? He's he could be like your next Cal Ripken. I mean, different type of player, but like your yeah, next Cal no. Ripken sense, like career player on the Orioles. It's like, guys, cough up the money. I know the the we're not an Orioles pod or an AL East pod, but no, like, guys, <laughs> cough up the goddamn money for the man. Come on, yeah, right. And also, maybe try to get another starting pitcher and make a little bit of a run. You're at 500. It's not like inconceivable that you sneak your yep. way into the wild card. Though, if you look at the AL East, it's just everybody's at or above 500. It's a, it's a. Well, I yes. guess the Red Sox are on a big losing streak. But, yes. Um, have you seen the compilation of Red Sox defensive errors? I know it's been going on. I've not seen the full compilation though. It makes the Phillies look like your softball team defensively. <laughs> Uh, hey, we're good defense. Okay? Defensive don't, juggernauts. Defensive juggernauts. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll be interested to see who the Mets... The Mets are almost certainly... I would say it's a 100% chance they're adding something at the deadline. Whether uh, I think it's a multiple piece, piece. I think probably two relief pitchers and an offensive piece, I think. Do you think they go for an Anthony Bass? There's been a lot of Anthony Bass rumors swirling around. That would be great. I mean, don't put him in the closer role, but yeah. No, 7-8. He's doing good, yeah. though. He's, he's tough as nails, like we say about our relief yeah. pitchers. Um, 
And yeah, and Marte walked it off. We didn't talk about that, but Marte walked it off. I was watching with a Yankees, uh, a good friend of mine, a Yankees fan, and I told her I was like, "You got to watch out. Marte's not the guy that you want coming up right now. He's a he's he's kind of a badass. He's a hunk. He's a badass. He's all the things that you don't want when you're looking for a walk up pitcher or a, or a walk off hit. And sure enough, he did it. Um, and I also forgot that I saw him at AAA. Remember when Miranda and I went to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp game? He was rehabbing, so we saw Starling Marte on the on a AAA oh, baseball right. team. And Wander Franco was there, too. He's handsome. He is. He's a certified hunk. He's a certified hunk. But, Brandon, moving right along, the Braves drop a series to the Phillies. And the Phillies seem to be hitting uh, hitting the Braves' bullpen, which they needed to. I know there's been – have you been – I don't know how in tune you are with Braves' Twitter. I know it, it gets a little overwhelming for both of us to follow all five teams on their, their people on Twitter and get all of the storylines kind of jumbled on our timeline. But, um, but there's been a weird subsect of Braves fans that are, like, out on Acuna because he hasn't had a great, like, yeah. return since injury. What's that all about? I don't know. I saw that, I saw that as well, and I – it's like, guys, give him the benefit of that. Also, he played pretty... I know he's been scuffling a little bit, but it's like, he played pretty well. He was an all-star. He was in the home run derby. Like, he played pretty well. Yes, he wasn't, like, to the level that he was in previous seasons, but, yeah. God, give the guy a break. And, you know, it's also possible he had very serious surgery. Like, isn't it yeah. possible that's like, maybe he's just, like, he needs a year. He needs to build up muscle a little bit more, so... He needs some time. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so, I looking at... I got to pull the statistics up. Last 15 games, it's 61 at bats. I'm gonna do a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you a little bit, Brandon. I've been doing that a lot already. Just Let's dropping, do it. <laughs> dropping shit on you. But uh, what do you think his average is? Now I know we don't love average as a statistic. In the last 16 games, so you said last 60 at bats. 60 games. at bats. Oh, gotcha. Um, 245. 197. Oh wow. So he's been struggling. You know what, Braves has... fans? You're right. Fuck Acuna. I'm yeah. Kidding. You know I'm what? Kidding. If you don't like Acuna, the Marlins will happily take a talented center fielder. Right fielder happily, any happily. outfielder. Uh, Acuna plays center, not just right, right? Uh, he's, he's played center before. Yeah, but I think he's been mostly uh, right, at fielder. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his slugging is 279. His on base is 300. Now, he does have four stolen bases, but yeah, he's, he's yeah. Struck, striking out a lot. Um, I can understand the frustration. I know we went 0 for 5 two days ago. Uh, in this Philly series that we were talking about, this two-game Philly series, um, yeah, zero for five with a strikeout—that's not great. But it's—he's Acuna. This is baseball. Like you got to assume that he's yeah. going to regress back to the mean and pick it back up. Um, so, and and everybody that we care about on Braves Twitter is like, shut up to all the people. Yes, that are, that are getting for on Acuna, sure. Um, yeah, I think people see, are like, you know, they had the Freddie thing where he was commenting about he didn't like the eye black with Acuna. Yeah. Um, and then you know you had the old school dummies who who think that, um, you know, who think that playing flashy isn't you know respect respect to the game or whatever all that crap so i think a lot of it's built up um in how they're valuing him and they're not giving him the benefit of the doubt because he just came back from a major injury and also them winning the world series last year without him probably also doesn't help for these goons but whatever don't shine a light on them acuna will be totally fine I completely agree. I completely agree. Let's talk about this Phillies Brave series a little bit, though. Bryson Stott hits the decisive three-run homer off AJ Minter. I know that the handling of the bullpen has also been a a, a bit of a talking point for Braves fans recently. Uh, I think it was our either our good friend Dylan Short or our good friend Bean Eater Buzz who was mm-hmm. talking about it, but they were saying that the Snickers handling of the uh, of the bullpen in these day games makes them think that he's trying to lose on purpose, which I thought was so funny. Yeah. Giving me Don Mattingly vibes. Sure. Um, but yeah, the Braves beat the Phillies six, three in game two. We got Michael Harris jr. Is or the second, excuse me. Is he guaranteed to be the NL rookie of the year at this point? It's him he's, or Spencer Strider. It seems to be. 
yeah, I think he should. I think I, I would go Harris for this, you know? No, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, Strider, obviously he's starting now, but it's like he started in the bullpen, and he, and he has pitched great. Nothing, no knock on him, but Harris came. Harris was sort of the turning point in turning the season around. So yeah, and he's, he's continued to hit. The, and yeah. also, he came from Double A. People forget that. I know he's not so, old. At any, he's twenty one years old. He's got two point yeah. three WAR, one twenty OPS plus, eight twelve OPS, eleven stolen bases. The man does it all. Nine home runs and just a right around two hundred at bats, one ninety six total. So he's been been a been a great thing for Braves fans this year and if it's not him it's Spencer Strider like we were just talking about he yep. also has been a phenomenal player for the uh, for the Atlanta Braves the 2.2 war 1.02 whip yeah just like 2.91 ERA just has been phenomenal now Braves fans get a little don't the rookie of the year pitcher second rookie of the year pitcher don't don't uh put all your eggs in that basket because they might suck ass the next season like we see Trevor <laughs> Rogers do but um but yeah it's good to see the Braves listen I know we've talked about this we have we have favorites in the division and least favorites in the division i i just like this braves team i think that they're a fun baseball team right now obviously yeah. they were the they they won the world series last year without their star player um so yeah it's 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 been a it's been a fun little ride even without freddie who i think should still be a brave but we've yeah. exhausted that subject we don't need not to talk gonna about talk it. about it um you mentioned the bullpen will in that game too uh, Will Smith that came in with a six-one lead. My man gave up. He looked shaky. He gave up two earned that. runs. Yeah. That had it. They had to bring Kenley in to save it. Save it. At a certain point, to the, and he's been. This is not the first time he's been shaky. The last few times he had the yeah. the Soto interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, last it's kind week. of his thing right now. Kind of his thing. So he's sucking ass. <laughs> and he and if people forget, he kind of did last year too. Before the last he couple did. months of the season, I think is he top five least favorite players in the division for you. Will Smith, top five, uh, Reese Hoskins. I, okay, I can name yeah. all of them. You John can, yeah. John Birdie. You um, hate Birdie, even though Birdie is a lovable, affable man. I do. Um, I hate him more for his play. Um, yeah, he just smokes the mats. That's your issue. Yes. Um, who else? Uh, oh, I don't like um, what's his face the the Phillies relief pitcher, the lefty. That's Al- wild. Al- uh, uh, yes, Al- Alvarado. Alvarado? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I don't think about Will Smith too much. I because I, <laughs> I think I, that's an insult. That's the Don Draper insult. Yes, I don't. Even I don't even think, think about, about you. About you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I think Will Smith is definitely top five. I just don't like old school. Uh, uh, put the bat down and run the bases yeah. kind of guys. Walk the first them. sort of guy. Yeah, yeah, it's like Madison Bumgarner yelling at Max Muncie last season. You remember yes. that? Yes, sure. Like shut up. And he <laughs> yelled at. Up. And he yelled at Victor Robles this yeah. last week. Yeah, the and then Victor Robles put the clown nose on. I oh, love that. Yeah. Amazing. That was love fun. that. That's his baseball reference photo right now, I heard. Amazing. I love yeah. that. Um, but yeah, the Braves dropped the series to the Phillies. We kind of got to move on, Brandon. We, we've, we've been taking our sweet, sweet time today. Uh, bullshitting and talking about nothing, Brandon. You know, I have started to put our podcast as explicit on iTunes. What do you I think noticed that. that. Is that because we drop an F-bomb once in a while? I said I'd... F Acuna earlier. They say, yeah, they say uh, they say if you if they catch you saying explicit things without the explicit tag, they'll take your podcast off the platform. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So at an abundance of caution, I've uh, I put um, this as explicit, <laughs> even though we're not sitting here talking about uh, like nasty things. I'll give you a quick question: Adam Duvall out for season wrist injury. Not are true. the Braves? Who do you think the Braves are going to pick up? Are they going to do another thing where they're going to get some? And attendee would have been a good option, and then the Yankees. That's true. Came in maybe an in half. They get maybe you get a, another one. high upside outfielder, kind of, and people will laugh like they did last year, and like, oh, you got 
Jorge Soler again. Hey, you, you want him I mean? again? Yeah, want him again? <laughs> there, go get Alex Jackson and give him back to us. I'm sure the I'm sure our front office with how they've been acting recently would love to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, you want Avisel Garcia? We'll give him to you for free. <laughs> you can just have him. We don't even need anybody back. Hell, we'll pay you. We'll give you a prospect for him. Dump that shitty contract off our books. Uh, Phillies get Noah Syndergaard. Piss off the Mets. Mm, that's my that's challenge. That's a good one. Uh, do you think the uh, we should just get into it now? The Marlins have had a disappointing return uh, since they've uh, since the All Star break, and even before the All Star break, they were they were kind of like dragging their feet in there. Maybe the worst offensive team of of all of July, I would argue. I don't know if that's backed up statistically, but you got to imagine it is. Um, some of the worst offensive production out of any team, leading runners on base, not even getting on base, no homers over multiple games, or just some really embarrassing statistics that came out of the Marlins. Um, I think it was thirty five innings with a run scored 36 innings maybe got up to the early 40s i don't know i had to stop paying attention because my little heart couldn't take it um but the injuries pile up jazz might be out of out of the seas out for the season uh, earliest comes back it'll probably be september uh max myers having tommy john surgery brandon that was devastating news that you sent to me this morning i didn't even find out Sorry. on my own you i woke up to max meyer tommy john surgery news um i guess i didn't wake up it was mid yeah i was like early are you okay man <laughs> it was early afternoon it's earlier here um, but, uh, yeah, that means that he's out until the very earliest he will return is the final final few games of the 2023 season. Yeah. And most likely 2024 will be when we see Max Meyer. Um, it's been brutal, dude. No birdie, no jazz, no Brian Anderson, no Lazardo for since, what, April, yeah. May? No Edward Cabrera for over a month. Like, the Marlins just can't get out of their own way. Castano got hit by a fucking 104-mile-an-hour uh, liner to the yeah, dome today. Yeah, thank God he's okay. He's fine. He seems like he has a mild concussion is the worst of it and probably the biggest bruise any of us will ever see in our lifetime. I know. My man's going to have a second head tomorrow. But, uh, <laughs> hey, he's, he's all right. No blood. Uh, not a serious concussion if he does have one. Very scary, though. I don't know. Were Very you watching scary. that live? No, you told me, and then I turned it on right right when it happened. Yeah. And I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, poor fish, man. I, I feel bad for you guys. It's, it's rough because I know the season was – you're trying to get more – trying to get more optimism, but I think you have to look on the bright side in the sense of – Day's up, Lewin Diaz is up, and who are you going to get for for the veteran guys? What do yeah. you think? What, what's the opinion? What do you think is going to happen? I I think Pablo being traded makes the most sense, and is though though again at, at this point with Castano, you got to imagine maybe he won't miss a start. I don't know, but like um, we're injured, we're we're pretty struck by the injury bug right now. Even in our starting pitching depth that we were bragging about at the start of the season, when you have three of the top seven dudes out with injuries and you're that puts you in a really precarious spot. Um, so selling Pablo, I mean, I don't know. What does that mean? Who do we call up? Is it just, do you just kind of put a veteran arm there off of free agencies? Does Dallas Keuchel come and pitch for the Marlins? Like, what do you do just to kind of eat some innings? Um, if you really throw in the towel later in the season. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I will be heartbroken if Pablo Lopez leaves and it doesn't seem like they're going to offer him another contract. It seems like the Sandy contract, which may be the best contract in baseball right now. Um, is is not something that they'll ever give Pablo or anything close to it, and they, he's only got two more years of control. So uh, bad from a Marlins perspective, good for a, a potential uh, trade perspective. Um, I don't know, dude. I that hug. I I didn't realize how much emotional attachment I had to Pablo Lopez until I started to see all the 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 serious options yeah. of him leaving. Um, Birdie could be gone. Cooper or Aguilar could be gone. I know the Dodgers are looking into Garrett Cooper. Um, we need one of him or Aggie to go if we want to have a if we want to have Lewin Diaz stay up for the rest of the year. Um, Solaire is going to come back eventually. Does that kick 
Brian De La Cruz out of the lineup, probably, or Jesus Sanchez before J.J. Bladé. You would hope so, um, but you just don't know. I, I don't know, man. What do you, you expect Even It's funny. Even though they're not one of the top teams in the NL East, there's probably the most intrigue and uh, the most chaos that will happen in chaos the second half from yeah, the Marlins. Like, you have no clue what's going to happen. Also, who are they going to get for Pablo Lopez? I guess they're kind of selling high on him. I mean, he's always mm-hmm. great, but like selling high, they have a couple years of control, I think, of him. Yeah, yeah and he so, had a phenomenal outing this, this we'll, last uh, We'll find out the answer because you said if they ever traded Pablo Lopez to the Mets, it would be Francisco Alvarez. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out how he's actually valued. By whatever other team. He had 11 out. strikeouts and uh, I think one earned great run pitcher. last time he was. Yeah, great pitcher. Phenomenal pitcher. Um, I don't know. Do you think Francisco Alvarez is on the Mets at the end of the trade deadline? Yeah, I do. You do? Okay. Do, you yeah. think Volpe is still on the, on the roster for the Yankees after the deadline? I do, yeah. Okay. So you think the big guys are staying? I think the big guys are staying. I think people have become a little more prospect hoardy and not hoardy. That sounded weird. Um, <laughs> we uh, are an explicit podcast. I know we're explicit. Uh, they became, uh, yeah, the people have become a little more careful with with their prospects, understandably mm-hmm. so. But uh, I'm excited to see what the fish do because I think there'll be some surprises. I think there could be a Starling Marte like acquisition, like when they got him. Like, oh, that's yeah. surprising. They got this solid player that will help them for a couple years, hopefully. Um, so yeah, so I think we'll see. Uh, I'm very excited to see what the fish do, and also. With these players being in the IL, like Soler and Cooper, it's like, are they going to get traded while they're on the IL? Yeah. It doesn't seem serious for either of them, right? No, no. I, Cooper doesn't need surgery, and there was no break. It was just a, a wrist injury that he got hit by a by a baseball when he was mm-hmm. that bad. Um, Soler, I don't, I don't even really remember. It's been it so back, long since I think it shoulder. back shit. Back or shoulder. Back or shoulder, I don't know. It was Jazz yeah. with the back, and I think Soler might have been with the back, too. Um, Anderson was the shoulder, I think. Anderson was the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, get, get Soler out of there. We have like a lot of our prospects. If we want to get Peyton Burdick or Harar Encarnacion some at bats, then we need the to open up The only thing going well for Soler is like another team. Be like, can he do the same thing he did for the exactly. Braves last year? Yeah, and he has a player option next year for a fair amount of money that I don't think he would get in free agency. So I think he would opt in unless he turns it on again the second half of the season. Who knows? But. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Brandon, will I check out of Marlins baseball when the Dolphins start playing here? And August 8th, I believe, is the first preseason football you can't. game. I literally can't. I've cursed myself. I am not allowed to anymore because we have a podcast about it. And also, uh, you and I have talked about this off the pod. I, I'll watch if the young guys are playing. Now, if it's fucking Luke Williams and Williams Estadillo's playing every day, I'm going <laughs> to shoot myself and I will not cannot yeah. support that team. Um but, you know, if Jazz comes back in September and we got Lee Wynn Diaz up and Blade is playing a lot of time, maybe we call up a couple of the other guys. Charles LeBlanc is sitting there rotting away. And LeBlanc. LeBlanc in, uh, in AAA, even though we have, yeah, we have Williams Estadios up there. It's just, I get angry every time I see him at bat. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Do they sit Avisel Garcia for the final month of the season just to give the young guys some chances? Uh, like they did Aguilar last year's when they wanted Lewin to get some opportunity up in the major league level. I don't know, man. I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see. Uh, I promise I won't tune out. I promise I'll, I'll keep I'll keep my head in the game. You're going to try you. to like shoehorn like, did you see Tua? Yeah, we could talk about try. some Tua. You saw Tyree Kill today said that they're going to make defensive backs, opposing defensive backs shit themselves when he has to go up against him and, and Jalen Waddle. What do you it's think of that? It's still baseball season, baby. What do we got next? <laughs> All right, Brandon. Well, uh, we got our classic segments, Feast Your Fam and DeGromita Week and Feast Fans questions of following with upcoming schedule, your favorite segment, your segment, Brandon. Um, but before we get to that, we got some edge. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink. 
your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back. And Brandon, not only are we back, but we're back with Feast or Famine. Brandon, why don't you hit us with the Feast to get us started? Feast or Famine, a segment that would have music, but Sam ah, but will Sam not make it. And forgets to even audibly, like, you know, audibly reenact it when given the opportunity to do so. Um, so. Our Feast for this week, Nationals, we're going to give you some love. Nationals won the series in Los Angeles. Scored some runs. The offense Scored was some runs. Uh, a little comeback in the eighth inning. Luis Garcia got a nice a nice homer to put the Dodge, or the Nationals in the lead. Uh, we're going to ignore game three. Patrick Corbin did not implode over two-thirds Dude, of an inning. Dude, what is up with him? Is he going to be in any Juan Soto deal? That guy's... No. He's not even making it past, like, two-thirds of an inning right now. He's he just will imploding. not. Mike Rizzo said they're not going to do it to dilute a package. Okay. He already said this. Um, but, yeah, Nats, shout out, man. Give give your fans something exciting. That That's a fun series. Um, yeah, good for the Nats. That's that's the feast this week. Hey, congratulations, Nats. I know we have like almost criminally neglected you this season. There's been maybe a combined 20 minutes of Nationals talk over all of our episodes so far from from April to uh to where we are now at the end of July. Um, but we will we will give you shouts out when given the opportunity. So shouts outs to you Nationals fans. Um, Brandon, we were talking about how good the rookie pitcher Spencer Strider has been this year for the Braves, but in sharp contrast to that, Ian Anderson, who is a wonderful young arm in the Braves system for the last couple of years, has kind of had a shitty season so far this year. 531 ERA, and it just seems like any time that he's in the lineup is a time that Braves fans are sweating. I don't know what's been going on with him. Um, but, you know, I, I, I wish him the best. He seems like a good kid. Uh, got a negative .1 war right now, which you don't like to see. Uh, a 1.5 whip, which is... we. I feel like we have some casual baseball fans. Whip is uh, walks, hits, innings, pitched. So if you ever hear say whip, that's what we're referring to. 1.5 is bad. Um, and a 5.31 ERA, like we said earlier, just not doing great. This isn't a small sample size. This is 95 innings pitched. He started seven, 14 games. Excuse me, my math is bad. Um but you know, when you have a guy like Spencer Strider set uh, step up like he has, it makes it makes it a little yeah. Cut Kyle Wright as, as well. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I wonder. I wonder if the Braves consider snatch snatching up a little starting pitcher action. Hmm. Like a Castillo. Who else is out? Who's out there? Uh, Pablo Lopez. Yeah, Pablo Lopez. I don't know. There's I mean, no way they trade him in their division. No, no. I I don't think we're going to see any NL East in our division. It'll be exciting if we do. Um. Yeah. I mean, maybe like a, a Merrill Kelly. Mm. How about that? How about that okay, one? that's mm. not nothing. All right, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, all right, Brandon, we got our Dagramadoe. Just like we gave the Nats a shout out, we're gonna give the Marlins a positive shout out. JJ Blade and Lewin Diaz. Hey, Marlins, you guys won two series back to back, right? Yes, we won the Brave series, or not the Brave series, Pirates. the Red series, and then we won the Pirate series. Yeah, yes. so, and I think a big help of that was Lewin Diaz and J.J. Blade coming up mm-hmm. from AAA, doing pretty decent. Doing yeah, pretty doing decent. great. Listen, uh, also, Blade's holding down center field defensively and is doing it, and it, uh, it, it appears naturally. That's great. So that's a huge thing for us. Yeah, he's got a 122 OPS plus, now only 17 at-bats, but Brandon, uh, he went 0 for 5 yesterday in the Red series, but had two warning track shots. Had just some really awful Babbitt luck. Um, 
we were just we were explaining the acronyms. Batting average for balls in play is what that stands for mm-hmm. for our uh, for our, our elementary baseball fans. Um, but yeah, I mean he's got a, he had his first big league home run into the uh, into the right field bullpen at a what is that? Commercia Park? What is what is the Red Stadium? Com- are they Comerica? No, they're Comerica. They're uh, Great American Ballpark. Great American Ballpark, yes. So he hit it and, and then, yeah, had some loud outs, like he was making good contact, barreling the ball up. Um, had, a, had a ball today that was ripped out of the air by Joey Votto, but was like uh, over 100 miles an hour off the bat with a, an expected batting average of over 750. Like, nice. you know, you're, you're just having bad luck. And Lee Diaz is... I mean, I think he had two or three walks today, got on base all the time. It's like he looks great. He's one of the best defensive first basemen in the league already. And I know that sounds like an incredibly hyperbolic statement to make, but watch a full game with him at first base. He will do at least one thing that'll dazzle you. Um, he's he's an immediate addition. Not that Aggie or Garrett Cooper are bad defensively, but but Lewin is just a sharp contrast to that because of how talented he is. Not 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 really taking anything away from those guys. Um, and yeah, just like we said in the last segment, you, or two segments ago, I guess you got we, you got to hope that we continue to call these kind of guys up. We need these young guns. We need to see if we have these dudes in AAA that are, are that are going to turn the team around in 2023, 2024. Um, kind of see who's going to help Sandy and Jazz. That's kind of where where Marlon's heads need to be at. Who other than that, we don't really have any pieces other than you know the Bladés, the diaz's the burdicks the the encarnacions like these guys that, that we need to see how they play um even the the lazardos brandon the cabreras the myers mm-hmm. you know we got we just need to see if uh, who of those guys is going to stick around um so yeah i shout out to those guys really happy to see Blade called up frankly he should have been called up probably a bit earlier um but you know writing's on the wall with the season this year uh marlins just bring up all the youth let's see what let's see what they can do I love it, and then trade get get some get some high upside offensive players for for your veterans too, or some MLB proven bats already. Like yeah. what what do you think of Pablo to the to the Cardinals for like a Dylan Carlson? Is that is that an equal or a bad trade? Oh, I don't interesting. Know, like, Carlson's had but, a down year, right? Yeah, I think we'd be buying low on him, but he's still he's major league ready. Like yeah, I, just hey, some if of the Cardinals guys, are are the Solaire destination. That's a great point. Uh, unless so, he goes to the Nationals, maybe. maybe not. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, all right, Brandon, we got a lot of questions this week. People dude. like us. We're popular. Pe- we're popular. They want to sit at our table for lunch. We love that. Um, all right, Brandon, why don't I start with the first one? Because it's our boy. He's back. He's always back. Just Marlins, my dude. NL East is clearly a two-horse race, he says. Who do you anticipate making a bigger splash before the deadline? The Braves or the Mets? I'll get started with this, Brandon, because I'm going to steal your answer. It's obviously the Mets. These men, they are willing to eat bad contracts to get good players. They are willing to pay people. They're willing to give up assets. They are clearly in a win-now mode. They are not scared. The Braves coming off a World Series championship probably don't have the same uh, tenacity, the same ferocity that they're approaching the deadline with as these Mets do. The Mets are, are slobbering. They're they're foaming at the mouth. They're ready to go. It's got to be the Mets, right? I agree, and I think um, Alex Anthopoulos, the Greek freak, the Greek freak, the second he's the, Greek freak, the second Greek freak, the the Braves GM. I think he's a little he's a little craftier, so I think they might not make the flashy moves, and they might also make the moves that pushes them over, like they did last year with the Peterson mm-hmm. Soler Rosaria ones. So yes, I think the Mets are going to get the bigger name. Braves will still be very very thrifty and smart, and I think in the moves that they do make, and surprising as well. I think they'll be active for sure. I yes. think they'll be active. Patrick Kennedy at PLKDC asks: Does Soto get traded before the deadline, and if so, do the Nats get the better of the trade? No, the Nats will not get better of the trade. I don't care. <laughs> no way. I mean, he's like a once-in-a-lifetime bat. And also, yeah, historic, Williams, historically, like, look at all of these trades. Like, Mookie Betts, the Red Sox are already lost that trade. They yeah, already absolutely. lost that trade. The Yellows uh, trade for the Marlins, the Stanton trade for the L, Marlins. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Lindor trade, I mean, Lindor is not of Soto level, but he's 
next level under that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Indians did a pre- got a pretty good return to remain to be seen. The in- uh the Guardians. You're canceled. I got you. Ah, at the time, though, it was different. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, back in my day. Back in my day, we wore the racist logo. Um, <laughs> that's for my slur podcast. Excuse okay, me. Okay, yeah, you're you're crossing over by accident here. Um. Anyway, yes. So, uh, that trade, you know, maybe the, the the Guardians got some good pieces there, but for the most part, historically, all these prospects are not going to turn out, and no. you're not most likely not going to have one that's Juan Soto stature. So, no. No. How's our boy Pete Crow Armstrong doing? He's raking. He's doing great. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes sometimes the trades will work but out. I'm and talking I mean, like the, the big blockbuster, like a young guy with a fears no, of control for yeah. a bunch of prospects. I mean, Marcelo Zuna turned into Sandy and Jazz, which is about as good as those kind of deals get. And, even and you know, obviously Ozuna's kind of had moments of cooling off. And the, when he was on the Cardinals, he wasn't. Yeah. Doing, I'm talking like stuff. young superstar with like Yeah, Mookie Betts is probably the most comparable. Yeah. Just because of how talented he is. Yes. Not that Lindor is not talented, but you know. Um, all right. So I don't think this, I don't think Soto gets traded before the deadline, too. I just don't think anyone's going to, like, who's going to step think so. up? There is rumors as we record tonight at, at I dropped something, at <laughs> six at 6.45, 9.45, your time, that there is some Padres possible rumors with Soto, but I don't yes. know if it's real. Yes. No, I know. Could be uh could be out there. We, we we who's to say, Brandon, you were saying that the guy is reliable and then we got people saying the guy's not reliable. We don't really know, but yeah, Padres seem to have and also there's a mystery team being tweeted about today. I don't know who that could possibly be, but um the Marlins. Could it Marlins? Be Marlins? Yeah, it could be. Uh, you never know, I guess. Sean Gilman asks uh asking for a friend, can you lay out the pros of doing an auction for fantasy sports? For people who don't like fun and would prefer to wait 20 minutes between draft picks. Now, Brandon, this is a little inside baseball for my personal life right now. I have a long-running fantasy football league that's been going for a little over 12 years now, I believe. Um, And in it, Sean Gilman, a good friend of mine, uh, and I have been proposing that we move from a snake draft, which is what we do in our baseball Mm -hmm. league, to an auction draft or a salary cap draft, as they've been called most recently, where uh, instead of just going in order for drafts like it would in a traditional draft, uh, every person goes in uh, alternating order to nominate a player and it begins an auction and you have like a uh, a budget that you can allocate. And so you can, the pros are obviously being, you can get any player you want to get if you're willing to spend the money. Um, The cons, I guess the only con is that it's longer. It could be a couple hour process. Um, But outside of that, yeah, there's really no cons everybody's saying once you once you switch you don't go back um i think in our baseball our baseball draft is already way too long so i don't know if it's uh if it's conducive to a fantasy baseball league but in football you know it's definitely something that should be given a shot um so i think we've all but confirmed we've made the transition from uh auction to traditional snake draft today um but yeah it's it seems like the superior method between the two um and i i don't know it just seems like you can get the dudes you want to get um, there's a little bit more shit talk, a little bit more, you know, there's like a little bit more interaction during the actual draft that's going on. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say that those are the pros for anybody that's listening and is a little hesitant about maybe joining an, an auction draft. I say, go for it. It seems like it's a superior method for sure. I'm sold. Let's do it. An auction. Shall we do it? An auction. Um, also uh, there's gotta be an auctioneer, right? Like you go on zoom and you get the whole, the oh, whole crew fun. going, you gotta get an auctioneer going. Hire, hire um, a weird actor on Craigslist. 
that's actually a really great idea. Like Dr. Ass himself. Mm, that's that's inside baseball. For <laughs> that's people. inside baseball for us. Eugene Stizlicki at Mike Stizlicki asks, um, contentious question for Sam. A, rank the Mets by who is most chud. And B, what was Pete Alonso thinking mid-derby? Now meditation? describe chud. I know what it means, but I think if we have people that don't know whip, they don't know chud. Yeah, that's that's a great point, Chud. Chud is goober to me. It's goober adjacent. It's more like bro. Isn't it bro It's like yeah. fraternity. It's like fr- frat boy. But there is a little bit of like goofiness to it, I think, inherently. Like gotcha. I do think that there's like a little bit of, I don't know, like hard to take that guy seriously for one reason okay, or so another. Okay, so you know who the who, – I know so who the So my number one is Pete Alonso, yeah. yeah. Number two for Chud, though – uh, is Trevor May. I And now I would like to say <laughs> that I don't think he's a bad guy, and I am confident that if Trevor May and I were, had any sort of social interaction ever, we would get along. He seems like a very friendly dude, but he is a bit of a goober, you know? And yeah. I'm a goober myself, so it's easy for me to identify goobers. You're the number a, one Chud. You're as Chud a self-described a. Chud. Yeah. As a self-described Chud. Uh, easy for me to figure it out. Um, but I would also... Who else would I throw out there? Is Eduardo Escobar a bit of a goober? He's a goober for sure, yeah. He could be the, goober, He has the right? Foga to Chow thing where he likes that restaurant a lot. Like, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Nitto, Thomas Nitto, is he a bit of a chud? A bit of, uh, yeah, he... I think so. No, it was James He's... McCann that came out to the Imagine Dragons songs last year. Oh, right? yeah. All-time chud but he Is that a chud move or is that is he basic? Is that is he more of a, he of a target guy? Yeah. Is he based? He's not based. No, I don't think that makes him based. I don't know what that means. Uh, I got a new Zoomer term that, I, that I've kind of been liking, scuffed. If something's like bad or low budget or falling apart or shitty, oh, well, it's, it's like your scuffed. shoes are scuffed. Yeah, your shoes are scuffed. Your car's scuffed. This situation's scuffed. All right, I'm gonna know. rank the Marlins by scuff. Okay, rank them. Yeah, why don't you do a little bit? Also, what was Pete Alonso thinking about mid derby meditation? Yes. Nothing that man doesn't think. Okay, there good. You go. Um, so, uh, okay, Marlins by scuff. Number one, Astudio. Duh. Okay, yeah, duh. That's an easy low uh, hanging fruit. There. Number two, uh, uh, Richard Blyer. That's a great answer. Also, Blyer took a photo with Tommy Lair in the other That's day. That's why was, I was thinking yeah, about number yeah. three, uh, Luke Williams. Another uh, chud. But like, num- a, number four, like a surf bro chud. Yes. Number four, Jacob Stallings. A hun- I, yeah. Listen, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He oh, I said, I'm ranking this by scuff. You're ranking oh, it by scuffed. chud. Oh, scuffed. Oh, okay. I think, sorry. They're, yeah, I think yeah. they're interchangeable here. They're actually. a little interchangeable. Yeah. Bad. Uh, <laughs> number five, <laughs> the goat himself, Avisel Garcia. Yeah. Oh, Avisel Garcia is like, if you look up baseball scuffed in the dictionary, it's just a picture of yep. him. Yeah. Maybe the worst. Well, I guess the cat, we talked about this last last week. The Castellano signing might be just as bad. But um, finally, and maybe our, our most liked question we've ever had on Twitter, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, Max Castillo at Big Time Maca asks, imagine in an alternate universe they made a baseball space jam in 1996 with Ken Griffey Jr. What baseball star of today would be the lead of the 2021 sequel? And also, what position do you think each Looney Tunes character would play and why? Um, Brandon, I don't know where they are, but I, I got my good friend, um, Michael San Juan, a he's a big Looney Tunes guy and i found these baseball card looney tunes things and they had them playing pitchers or playing positions excuse me um yeah so there are this is an answerable question if we wanted to cite the cards i obviously don't have them all with me you can find them on etsy for a pretty affordable price they're not too much money um but i got them like a sealed box and we were able to like open like 20 individual packs Mm -hmm. together and like look through the cards it was a lot of fun that's i framed a couple of them it was really sweet um but okay first things first who is the lead? Also, the idea of Ken Griffey Jr. in a, in a Space Jam, but it's but it's baseball is like fine. We, 
we missed out on a really great I thing. I know. We missed out on a really great thing. Oh, who would be the the modern day for the sequel like LeBron was for basketball? So what do you think of this? Because I was I put a fair amount of thought into this. Now there's a, there's there's a weird or like a, a different aspect. There's not as much uh, of like a language barrier in basketball as there is in baseball. Um, but Otani, what do you think of Otani as a potential uh, dude? Modern o- space. Otani is the move because also you get you get the uh, Japanese oh. market. Listen, and, and if we know anything about movie studios these days, they're looking for international markets up the wazoo. We're looking strategically. We're thinking marketing. We're thinking business. I think Otani. I think Otani's a great answer. Tatis. Um, Tatis is a great, really good one. Uh, Soto, I think maybe Soto's a little too young. He, he looks young. And Soto's more serious, I feel like, than yeah. those other guys. Yeah. Um, Jazz would obviously be great. Jazz would be great, but he's... Sorry, he can't do it. He's on the fish, to be honest with you. He, you, you gotta you be on... a superstar? What do you say? You need like a somebody on like well okay Otani's on the fucking Angels no one's watching the Angels true fair 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 what uh, about, but, he, what, but he's Lindor? in the LA market though where's that Lindor Lindor maybe but it's like if people look him up it's like oh he's hitting two forty yeah, you know what I mean that's the thing yeah that's also the thing with Dude, jazz frankly is jazz is Pete like, no way no it's not King Pete. Goober come on I mean it would be funny I guess but outside of that he doesn't have the star appeal like the thing is like these these replace like i guess from a from an aesthetic perspective like replacement level baseball players is like they just don't stand out like nobody knows who mike trout is because he just looks like every other baseball player um yeah then pete alonzo falls into that category aaron judge maybe but i don't know oh, he might be serious a, though like soda he might be too serious that's a great know. answer judge is a really good answer yeah who else tim, tim anderson would be good but i i think tim people would, good. would be mad because he gives people the finger and stuff yeah uh if you had asked this like three years ago it would have been javi baez yeah Javi would be a know, good one. Bias yeah. is bad. Now. Yeah, he's hitting two oh nine. So yeah, and like striking out every every at bat. Um, great question though. That's a lot great of fun. Question. Also, okay, well, we can do this fast because we're running out of time. Um, what position do you think Looney Tunes characters would play? I, for whatever reason, Bugs is starting pitcher. Right, Bugs is starting yes. pitcher or center field. Either or. I think Tasmanian Devil center field. Oh, the range. The range. The range. Um, I think. Okay, let me think about it. What's uh, the Foghorn Leghorn's first base, tallest one? That's a great answer. Porky Pig, I'm thinking, is second base or third base? Yeah. Uh, Just like, you know, the least athletic. Well, I guess not the least athletic of an, of an infield position. I think Wiley. Uh, no, not Wiley Coyote. I think uh, Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd are in a platoon at third base. I love that. That's a great answer. We just need like a big bald <laughs> looking weirdo. Yeah. Um, but what about Roadrunner at center field though? You know, playing like a, a Christian Pache style. Oh, and maybe Tasmanian at shortstop. And then, t- oh, now we're talking. Who's the catcher? Oh, Porky Pig probably is. Porky Pig's probably the catcher, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where do we put Tweety Bird? Because Tweety Bird's not a left or right fielder. Tweety Bird's Second the base. manager. Tweety Bird's manager. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Oh, um, Pepe Le Pew. Uh, oh, yeah, problematic. Right, Pepe right field. Yeah, what do we? Where do we put? He's Pepe in right field, but he's going to get suspended for fifty games. For, oh yeah, there's. He's playing. He's playing maybe a hundred games. He's the season. Trevor Bauer of the, uh, <laughs> the MLB, the, yeah. the Looney Tunes MLB. Yeah. Uh, great question, Max. Thanks for writing in. All right, Brandon, we're moving on to our upcoming schedule. Why don't you bless us with what games we are going to get to watch? The this Samden week? series. We're back. Mets and Marlins in Miami. Uh, Marlins might look a little different towards the end of that series. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, Mets uh, also will be. Headed to Washington to play the Nationals after that. Braves playing Dalton Varsho and the Diamondbacks at home. And then the Phillies again at home. Uh, before the Braves, Phillies are playing the Pirates. The, the Pennsylvania series. The what's, yes. what's the name of Pennsylvania? What's their I don't word? Know. I don't okay. Know. Uh, the Philly Cheesesteak series? The Quaker State? 
Yeah, is that right? Right? That's I don't know. Um, After the Mets, Marlins are playing the Reds at home. Uh, Nationals playing the Cardinals before the Mets. What series gets you jazzed? So hold on. Uh, Okay, well I'll answer that question first. Um, I mean Mets Marlins. The Samden series is obviously an iconic series. Um, What else? I mean interdivision stuff is what we always lean on. Phillies Braves. Yeah, Phillies Braves looks really good. Honestly, not a lot of great series this week. the Cardinals are a fun team to watch, but yeah, I mean, the Mets could very well go on like a seven-game winning streak here going into this. The Mets um, kind of need to go like five and one. In listen these to next this, six games. Listen to this Marlins schedule though. So we play the Mets three times, but then we play the uh, Reds at home, at Cubs, and then at Phillies. Uh, hey, Marlins, a- get your ass back in the wild card. What Seriously, the hell are you doing? I, I was I saw a statistic. Also, oh, did you see my tweet today? Hundred dollar round trip tickets to for, uh, to Miami from New Do York it. City. Pull the trigger. Miranda said she wouldn't go with me, so it would be like me trying to find the cheapest hostel in Miami to go to all of these things. Oh, I, yes. You probably have friends down there still, right? I, the call out. Any any people listening that want to house me and aren't going to murder me, uh, <laughs> you, yeah. if you want to put me up, let me know. Otherwise, I'll be staying. I was looking at it. You can get three nights in a in a 12-bed open room hostel <laughs> for $80 for three nights. Okay. So $180 okay. just to get down Is there. it worth it for the sport? I would. And I would this is really for, love you didn't say what this for. This is for the Dolphins, and this is Dol- for the Mets, Marlins, right? Dolphins home opener. It's the Patriots at the Dolphins, um, and I, I think Patriots are probably top three least favorite sports teams. Um, and then the Mets are playing at Lone Depot, and I haven't been to Lone Depot in like eight years, ten years. So it'd be a lot of fun to go down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's in the cards. Miranda has. Uh, oh, cat screaming! What are you doing? She just woke up from a nap and she's yelling. Um, so and also, I mean. It could be all prospects by that time. That'll be September 9th, 10th, and 11th. You'll um, be able to get real good seats, my man. I think I can get real good affordable seats. The Dolphins game will probably be pretty expensive. But yeah. uh, but also, who knows? Who really knows? Um, all right, Brandon. I think that's it. Tell the people out there where they can find you. We're running a little long today. Sorry, You fellas. can follow me at Brando Grosso. Where can they follow you? Follow me at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the podcast on Twitter at NL Feast. Shoot us an email, nlfeastpod at gmail.com. We'll check it out sooner or later whenever I figure out what that sneaky little password is. Um, we're on TikTok. I haven't posted a TikTok in almost a full year, but we're on there. I might start to have to... I've been thinking about... what I've been taking a lot of baths recently, Brandon, because of this uh, how sore I've been after these boxing classes. What if I started making TikToks in the bubble bath? And, Not sexual at all. Very, very... And you're very, talking about sports in it? You're like, yeah, the Marlins. You got like, yeah, soap I, all I over do, your like, chest. Yeah, I bathtub takes, yeah. You'll never believe the Marlins didn't call up Charlie LeBlanc. <laughs> That'll get, I think, 14 people know who Charles LeBlanc is, and they're all on Marlins Twitter. Um, anyways, uh, what else do we have to plug? Uh, oh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you do, we'll read it out loud on the show, so long as you don't say something nasty. Um, and I think that's it, Brandon. Anything else before we get out of here? Bye-bye. 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 <laughs>